Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While others say he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Another journey, and today we're joining a certified holistic nutritionist in the CNCNASM, which no doubt I'll be told what that means, with over 1 million social media followers across TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Our guest specializes in simple holistic wellness practices that can radicalize and transmit your overall mental and physical health, as well as the best holistic supplements for pain, inflammation, anxiety, and stress. He's been helping people with his company, USA Medical, for over two years now, and has seen amazing growth. We welcome to the journey, Jake Crossman. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, And thank you for joining us today. My first question I always like to know is, where did your journey begin? My health journey probably started um, 10 years ago when I was in high school and I kind of just fell in love with um, working out and nutrition and, you know, being the healthiest person I could be. But my actual like business career started about two years ago. Um, I used to work in uh, sports television production and that's a very unhealthy place to work. It's very mentally unhealthy. It's very strenuous. It's very intense. Um, and getting out of that, I decided I wanted to be in a, uh, a realm of business that was very holistic, right? That I could be holistically healthy and that I could help other people be holistically healthy. And we landed in this realm of health coaching, um, which is a real great combination of nutrition coaching, fitness coaching, and just mindset coaching overall. So mm-hmm. what I like to do is just meet people, figure out how I can help and see what we can do to make you a healthier individual. Yeah, because obviously, and no doubt you will say this, nutrition is always a good element to being healthy, well-being. Absolutely, 100%. So, obviously, would you say your nutrition health was good or because of the previous work, it was difficult? Before I became a certified nutritionist, yeah. uh, my my nutrition was not all that good. Um, it's really hard to understand what actually is healthy with so much just noise from health officials and doctors and everyone saying different things about health, right? For the last 20 years, we've heard that eggs are bad because of cholesterol, but now we're, we're learning they're actually really good for you and you need the cholesterol, right? We heard that, you know, milk was good for a long time and then it was bad for a while and now it's good again. And like, like, so all this noise is just in the in the world, right, about what is healthy. So getting to down to basics and taking a nutrition course was very good for me to figure out, okay, how does the body use nutrients, right? How does my body, how does your body use these things? And how does that translate to nutrition? Um, so just understanding the building blocks of health has really helped me shape how I eat and what I do nutritionally for myself, as well as how I recommend things for other people. Yeah. I understand because when I was growing up, I still suffer from it. Now I have eczema. Now, mm-hmm. as a child, I was told not to eat certain foods because it mm-hmm. triggers like tomatoes or tomatoes if you're in America. Right. And 
basic you know i was told that i couldn't eat that i couldn't eat pork products i couldn't eat eggs i couldn't have mm-hmm. dairy i couldn't have things you know what is common sense but right. as i grew older they did said it's okay but it didn't you know i still feel anxious about those because of right. it being the trigger point right and it's so hard to know i mean until you actually get blood work done for your body and there's some amazing tests we have now to figure out actual sensitivities actual like um um allergies like not just perceived sensitivities like a lot of people say that they're gluten intolerant right that's a very very common um intolerance is gluten intolerance but majority of people can digest gluten they're not i mean if you have celiac disease then you cannot digest gluten right but if you are just gluten sensitive well, what does that mean? A lot of times it means that you were told that gluten was bad at some point in your life, and now you have a mental block between eating gluten and how it responds to your body, right? So just a lot of the the bad misinformation will actually affect how you perceive nutrition and how your body actually operates. Like your mental state is a huge influencer in how your gut digests food and how your body processes food. So it's crazy looking at nutrition from a more holistic perspective than just like, are eggs good or bad yet, right? That's not really a a question. Are they good for you as an individual? Are they good for everybody, right? Looking at both individual health and global health. Yeah, and obviously in advancements of our technology, like you said, and now things are perceived now, things are more rare in today's society than they were when I was in my, well, I'm 39, so when, say, for example, 29 years ago, I was 10. So Mm -hmm. things have changed since then. Oh, yeah. I mean, they change every two years, right? Every two years, I'm hearing new new health advice, new health opinions, right? For so many years, margarine was supposed to be better than butter, right? It was like, oh, get rid of your butter. Butter is fat and horrible. Let's use margarine. And now we realize, oh my gosh, margarine is just hydrogenated seed oil. They're wrecking your gut. They're wrecking your, uh, your stomach. They're causing inflammation throughout your entire digestive tract. Let's go back to butter. Butter doesn't cause all inflammation, right? So- mm-hmm these crazy shifts are happening all the time and one thing that's amazed me in recent years is people going away from traditional oil like you know olive oil or um, canola or they go into things like coconut oil Mm -hmm. and i'd like that benefit because obviously coconut oil has the less burning effect of burning point and it gives mm-hmm. a more healthier approach to cooking but then people still say olive oil is good so mm-hmm. that's a great um question here for cooking oils we're looking at two things right we're looking at smoke point which you mentioned when does it smoke when does it burn and we're also looking at um the efficacy of the oil does it so seed oils like canola oil grapeseed oil vegetable oil the problem is is that they're incredibly unstable and when you heat these oils they create free radicals and they create these oxidative species that cause inflammation in your brain and your body olive oil butter coconut oil avocado oil won't do that they're not unstable when you heat 
them, they stay very stable. Um, so, but like you said, olive oil can burn at a 405 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty hot. You can cook pretty, pretty much everything with olive oil. But if you're cooking above 405 degrees, you're right. You need coconut oil or avocado oil to increase that smoke point. But even with just oils, right? We're just talking about oils right now. There is so much misinformation and good information and bad information and information, right? So mm. digesting it all is very difficult. Yeah, it's like now going on to diets because obviously diets is the thing, you know, you hear, like you said, online, good diets is mm -hmm. this, good diets is yeah. that. And example, I can say offhand, and I don't mind saying this, there's one diet where you literally eat one meal a day or something, and then you get rid mm -hmm. of, or you eat so much per day up to a certain time, but you still can lose the weight. And I'm thinking... Isn't that a bit radical? Mm -hmm. um, everyone is different, right? Everyone is different. And the way that you perceive health is important to recognize. So if you perceive yourself as being healthier, eating five meals a day, that's fine. If you perceive yourself as healthier eating one meal a day, that's fine. What matters is that you get all of your macronutrients. So however much you weigh, cut that in half. That's how many grams of protein you should get. And then you should also backfill with carbs and fats, right? Get all of those macronutrients. And as long as you're doing that every day, you can eat whenever. I don't care if you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. It doesn't matter. Just make sure you are getting the protein and the fat and the carbs for you. And then, you know. Uh, yeah. go from there so do you think people's perceptions nowadays is changed for the better for our day to treat no i don't i i really 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 think that right now we're the most um unhealthy both mentally and physically ever because right now we have the most access to health care and that allows us to be very unhealthy in our lives, right? We can all say, oh, if my blood pressure is bad, I'll get on blood pressure medication. Oh, if I have a heart attack, they'll take care of me in the hospital. Oh, if I have a stroke, we have a medication for that, right? So we have so much like health care that now we can say, screw my health, who cares what I eat, what I do, because a doctor can fix me with a pill or a surgery, right? And especially with, you know, our healthcare system in America, you know, we have pretty good healthcare across the board. You know, if you're sick, you'll get fixed, you know, it'd be expensive, but it'll, you'll get fixed. <laughs> so it's like, why would you work on your health when you know there's this fail safe safety net that can save you? Right. So I do think that our access to immediate and very effective healthcare has caused us to be a lot less healthy in our own lives. And because again, 30 years ago, if you don't take care of your body, no one's going to help you. You're just mm. going to die, right? So mm. now it's like, well, someone can help you. Someone can bail you out. Why take care of your body? So yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think we're very healthy right now. And obviously I'm not going into it too politically. I think the political side of things doesn't help with that either. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, and what's sad is the politicizing of nutrition right the politicizing of health and wellness right like using health as a political standpoint can be very dangerous you know we should all be collectively in agreement that health is good you know being healthy is good you know i think there was a giant push in the last couple of years to be like 
excuse, maybe this is a little bit rough around the edges, but you know, fat is beautiful. We kind of had that like push that campaign and like, there's nothing wrong with you as a person being overweight, right? You as a person can still be a great person, a beautiful person, a kind person. That's not, that's fine. But what was that key word? You are overweight, right? That's a fact. There's no like argument there. If your body mass index is outside of the normal parameters, you are considered overweight. That is going to cause stress on your heart, on your arteries, on your lungs, on everything in your body. So no matter who you are, absolutely be confident in your own skin, be happy with who you are and be comfortable, but recognize that your health is your responsibility and no one's going to make you healthy but you. Yeah, and mental health obviously does play into that because obviously- 100% healthy you've got to be a mental state where you can feel happy with yourself and if you're not happy with yourself as many people will testify it's not a nice picture (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree i was telling richard just earlier today that a lot of my health coaching sessions we don't start with nutrition and health. We start with mental health. We start with how do you feel? How do you sleep? What's your stress like? You know, because we got to actually make you mentally healthy before we can discuss your body, right? Because you don't care if you're overweight, if you're not mentally healthy, right? Mm. So the first step to all healthcare is get somebody mentally healthy, mentally motivated and disciplined to have that motivation to go after their health and solve, you know, health conditions. Yeah. So um, going into the future, because obviously Mm -hmm. we do the past, present and the future is always a good thing. Do you think it will ever get better in your honest opinion? That's a great question. I always hope that everything gets better. I hope that every day something gets better. I think right now it's, it's an era that the people that agree need to stick together with what they believe and how we feel about health and how we go about health. You know, I've created a Facebook group called the USA Medical Family on Facebook. It's just a group where I post my health opinions and the people that are there typically agree and we have good conversation and good dialogue, right? Having the conversation and having the dialogue is the most important thing in order for us to grow as a society. And if you disagree with something that I say, tell me, let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like come on the Facebook group and talk to me because when we have those public disagreements, that's when people can read and and make their own opinions, right? Mm. So public conversation, public disagreements, like a podcast like this is a fantastic forum because it allows you the to be the voice of your audience and disagree with me or agree with me and actually have these conversations so thanks for having us today long long story short and this is great to have this conversation yeah and it's about raising awareness i believe and hopefully this does resonate with certain people and obviously i'll share on to you know where i can and you'll Mm -hmm. share where you can definitely Uh, i just want you know Honestly, we can't get rid of anxiety, depression, but the holistic approach, like you said, is the approach that most people should take because it's the more helpful Mm -hmm. way instead of going on these, this will be good for you, this will be good for you, that will be good for you. Right. We need to have that approach where it's good for you as a whole, not just as a label to say, okay, it's you, you are having A or you're having B, it's got to be just 
you. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And the, like you said, the mental health aspect is so important, you know, and what I tell people is, yeah, you said we can't get rid of anxiety, we can't get rid of depression, but we can do a lot of work to help get people out of the mindset of depression, and the mindset of anxiety, because like, while these things are real, it's how much you identify with them that causes the the pain and causes the actual stress, right? With a lot mm -hmm. of my clients, what I tell them is I say, listen, first thing I want you to do is sit down with a piece of paper and write out everything that's causing you stress or anxiety in your life, everything, write it all out. And what usually happens is by the end of this exercise, they only have five or six things causing them stress. And then I say, okay, what of these things can you solve right now? And they say, okay, these three things we can solve, cross them off. What of these things can't you solve? These three things. Okay, cross them off. And now we have no more problems, right? Because either you can solve them, so let's go solve them, or you can't solve them, so let it go. And mm. that's it, right? Yeah. So just writing down what causes you depression, causes you stress, causes you anxiety, it makes it real. It gets it out of your head. The worst place to be with depression is inside your own head. It's the worst place to be. Get out of your head, put it on paper, and see, oh, wow, I can create space between these things and me, and I can actually solve these problems myself. Okay, so to um, end this interview, and I always like asking guests, what mm -hmm. would you say, I know I think we have touched upon it, but what would you say to yeah. people now to help them for the better? Yeah. First thing first is decide what you want out of your day, out of your month, out of your life, right? Again, making things tangible is how you can actually create positive change in your life, right? Living in your head, again, that's the worst place to be. Don't set goals in your head. Don't set dreams in your head. Get it on paper. Write it down. What do you want? What do I want out of my life out of this year, out of this month, write it down and then post it on your window or on your, you know, bathroom mirror and look at it every single day and make sure you align yourself with that goal. Do something every day to go after it, right? If your goal is to simply lose 20 pounds, well, do something every day to go after it, right? Go for one walk, do 10 minutes of yoga, do a little bit of stretching. If your goal is to make more money, fight, figure out one new task you can do every day that can add a little bit of money to your bank account, right? Like do very, very small things that you can do over and over and over again to establish real habits and real routines to make that positive change. Jake, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and let's hope some people do take some art from this and take that step forward. Thanks, David. Thank you.
that was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.